Hello, you are listening to Microplastics, Big or Small Deal. I am Sophia Almazabal and today we will be talking about microplastics. I have been researching this for a while and found that microplastics have a massive impact on the environment and can actually impact our health as well. Let's take a look at what we'll be discussing today. First, let's start by the basics. How is plastic made? Well, plastic comes from natural gas, oil or plants refined into ethane and propane. Cracking converts this into ethylene and propylene. These are combined with a substance which turns it into something that looks like powdered laundry detergent. The result is called polymer. The polymer is mounted and put into a pipe. The plastic forms a long tube as it cools. The tube is cut into small pellets, which are then shipped to factories to be melted and moulded into water bottles, food packaging, etc. Gas and oil companies are responsible for producing plastic. Now that we know how plastic is made, I'll explain what microplastics are. First of all, it is important to know that plastic is not biodegradable, which means it cannot decompose and go back to nature. Did you know that it takes about 450 to 1,000 years for plastic to degrade completely? That means that all the plastic that has ever been produced is still with us. So what are microplastics? Microplastics are little pieces of plastic that that are about 5 millimeters long, or in other words, about the size of an ant, which means they could literally be anywhere, and they are. Microplastics are airborne, meaning they can travel through the atmosphere. They are also in the oceans, in water we drink, the food we eat, the fibres in our shirts, and even the dust on the surface of things. Let's break those down. When we talk about microplastics being in the air we breathe, this is what we refer to. Microplastics are moved through the atmosphere and can be carried long distances around the entire world. They travel like dust and we inhale them every time we breathe. Do you think that there is anywhere in the world where there are no microplastics? Well, the answer is no. Microplastics are found literally everywhere, even in remote parts of the earth like the Arctic. Yes, you heard right. Scientists have found an abundance of microplastics in the Arctic snow. One sample they took had more than 150,000 particles in about one-fourth of a gallon. So, how about the oceans? Remember that each plastic that we see stays with us between 450 and 1,000 years. Well, so any plastic ending up in the sea will remain all those years under the sunlight and moved around by waves. The big plastic chunks will be broken down into little pieces and those little pieces will be broken down into even smaller pieces. And it goes on and on and on and on until the entire ocean is packed with microplastics that are confused by marine animals who think that it is food for them. Can you guess how much plastic goes into the ocean? I bet you can't imagine that 8 million metric tons of plastic go into the ocean each year. At least 114 marine species have been identified as having plastics inside their system, and we consume one-third of these species, so all those plastics end up in our system too. This is not only harmful for us, it is really harmful for those marine creatures too. They think that they are full when they eat plastics, but in reality they are not eating anything that is nutritious, so they starve to death. Sometimes, plastics perform their digestive system, and cause wounds that make them die too. And this problem not only affects the marine life, but also the birds who feed themselves with fish. Studies in birds 
have found that ingesting plastic disrupts iron absorption, stresses the liver, and reshapes parts of the small intestine of these creatures. By the way, all this plastic accumulates in areas of the ocean where circular currents, called gyres, are creating gigantic floating plastic patches. There are five giant plastic patches in the world, North Pacific, South Pacific, North Atlantic, South Atlantic, and Indian Ocean. What happens with the water we consume? If you think that microplastics are only in the seas and oceans, you are mistaken. Microplastics are also in the tap water that we consume. It has been found in 95% of tap water in the US. And if you think it is safer to drink bottled water, you are wrong again. There is twice as much plastic in bottled water than in tap water. Between the water we drink and the food we eat, we consume an estimate of 12 plastic particles per hour. So, with all the plastic that we consume, what is the impact on our health? Although there has been quite some research done, there is not a clear conclusion yet, just theories that haven't been proved, although I think we are close to reaching a conclusion. Plastic contains toxic chemicals, and scientists suspect that, due to the small size of microplastics, these can enter our bloodstream, lymphatic systems and livers, where they release these chemicals. They can interfere with brain development in children. They can contribute to lung cancer, other types of cancer, diabetes, chronic inflammation and other disease. Lung cancer has increased among the people who have never smoked. This is not only due to air pollution, but scientists think that the microplastics found in lung tissue are a big part of it. Microplastics are very present in textile fibres, as we mentioned before. There is information that makes us think that these are toxic for us. For example, textile workers have many issues related to the inhaling of microplastics, such as severe coughing, breathlessness and reduced lung capacity. Textile fibres fall everywhere around us in form of dust. Household dust from textiles is not only on the surface of things we touch, but also on the surface of our food. Scientists believe that the amount of microplastics we consume through textile dust is worse than the amount of microplastics found in the seafood mussels. The amount of microplastics that we are exposed to is huge. Did you know that all of these things contain microplastics? The microbeads found in toothpaste, shower gels or face wash, tires, tennis balls, laundry and dishwasher tablets, cigarette butts, the glitter that children play with, wet wipes for babies, tea bags, paint, the takeaway cups and containers from your favourite restaurant, and many more. So what happens with recycling? Since mass plastics production started in the 1940s, about 8.3 billion tonnes of plastic have been produced. Only 9% of all plastic waste in the world is recycled. Why is this? Well, there are a few reasons. To begin with, plastic can only be recycled once or twice before it becomes unusable, as it degrades each time it is reused. Paper, for example, can be recycled five to seven times. Also, when we think that we are recycling by separating it into recycling containers, we should know that companies refuse to take plastic unless it looks like new and it is not contaminated. If the plastic is mixed up with other substances, for example food remains, it becomes unrecyclable. Another reason is that recycling is expensive. Picking plastic up, sorting it out and melting it down costs a lot of money. So making new plastic out of oil is cheaper and easier than making it out of discarded plastic. Finally, 
Only two types of plastic can be recycled. So what do you think that little three arrow sign with a code number in your plastic containers means? If you think that these items will be recycled or they come from being recycled, you are wrong. The arrow sign is a system that was created by the gas and oil industry to tell the recycling companies what type of resin can be found in each item. It doesn't mean that those items are going to be recycled. In fact, only 9% of all plastic ever created has been recycled, and only codes 1 and 2 can actually be recycled. It's a myth and a market marketing tool for gas and oil companies to earn more money. Oil and gas companies have been misleading people and making them believe that plastic can be recycled. Because people think that plastic can be recycled, they keep on buying plastic containers, bottles and plastic products. They feel like they are taking care of the environment when this is simply not true. So as a summary, all the billions of tons of plastics that have ever been produced continue to stay to this day among us. They are in the landfills, the seas and oceans, the air that we breathe, the food we consume, the water that we drink, the clothes that we wear, and in thousands of products that we use daily. And only 8% of all is recycled. Think about it, only 8%. And we keep producing more and more and more plastic. There is not an easy solution for this, especially when the powerful oil and gas companies have a big interest to keep producing plastic and governments do little about it. But there is a little bit that we can do. We can put pressure on businesses by not buying plastic containers and using fabric bags or paper bags instead. Businesses will see demand going down and they will be forced to get products packed in other materials. We can rinse plastic containers before disposing them to make sure that they are not contaminated and impossible to recycle. We can donate money to organisations that fight against plastic contamination or support groups of scientists that are investigating to find new methods of recycling that are more efficient. We can learn well which products can be recycled and which can't and buy only those with codes 1 and 2 written on them. We can stop buying plastic bottles and use permanent bottles instead. Oh, and please don't use any more plastic straws at restaurants and demand paper containers for your takeaway food. Avoid restaurants that don't commit to the environment cause. And this has been our podcast today. Thank you so much to all our listeners who week after week follow us. You make it possible for us to keep investigating interesting topics that matter to all of us. Don't miss out our next show where we will deal with the urgent and important topic of climate change. <laughs>